Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Get the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and another episode of uh, Clone Wars Talk, uh, part 25 I believe we're on now. Uh, today we got items uh, 85 through 88 on the list, which is uh, episodes 419 through 422, Massacre, Bounty, Brothers and Revenge, uh, the final arc of season 4, Star, Star Wars The Clone Wars, and uh, plenty to talk about here with the return of uh, Darth Maul, Savage Press. Uh, Ventress, uh, Boba Fett, everything, so much to talk about, so let's talk about that with Diego. Another happy landing. final story arc of season four to chat about and uh we kick it off with season four episode 19 massacre which is number 85 on the chronological list but uh first off welcome back our co-host diego good to be back as always buddy always so you've been waiting a very long time to see this this story arc, um, I I have. This is kind of like a, a it it was an, an an interesting four episodes because these two duology episodes kind of like mix and combine with each other in a really special way. They they blend together very well. Uh-huh. Um, arguably, it could be taken as a four part arc, but because it focuses on different characters, uh, you know, two different times, it's it's a uh, it's it's a little more almost like a movie in a way, um, the way it kind of all comes together. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you think of this? I mean, the f- the first two, um, the first half of these four episodes, like I didn't mind, but the last two, uh, I-, I was honestly, I- I'm disappointed. You're a bit like, mixed. I'm, no, no, no. I, like I'm disappointed. Like I... <sighs> Obviously, as we just mentioned, like, you know, Darth Maul is back and like Darth Maul is one of my personal favorite characters. And like, I'm, I'm ex- I was excited to see him back, but, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get into it just yet. I'll just wait. I'll <laughs> just right. wait till we get to yeah. that episode and then I'll sure. say, I'll save all the emotion for that. Sure, so let's just, sure, sure. let's okay. stick with the first let's, half. Let's stick with the, okay. So the first episode in the arc is called Massacre. What do we, what do we get for this one in terms of the fortune cookie? Yeah. So this one is one must let go of the past to hold on to the future yeah all right so yeah yeah, it definitely plays into ventress's story there because uh we see the return of her character and this kind of picks up where we left off with her character which is when 
that whole kind of showdown between her and Dooku uh, and the whole secret apprentice with, with Savage Press went and all that stuff uh, back in season three. So it's been a Roughly while since we've seen her character. Ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like 20 episodes ago that we saw her character last. So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What what was the first thing that you kind of caught about this? Uh, well, like, I don't know. Like this, this particular one was, it was interesting because it's, um, it took a lot of, <clears throat> like the quote, uh, one must let go of the past to hold on to the future. Uh, it it connects very well to Asajj, uh, especially in the next uh, the next three, including this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it 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 basically starts out. You know, Asajj is back. Um, Dooku sends Grievous back to Dathomir to kill her and the sisters. Uh, they have a big war. Um, Asajj gets like this bap. Bap, uh, she gets baptized, uh, mm-hmm. and like in in during her baptism, they they um, what's her name, Mother Townsend, excuse me, uh, says you know <clears throat> she'll give up her old life and and embrace the new one, um, and there's like some pretty cool witchcraft in this one, uh, that we 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 haven't really seen before <clears throat> as far as uh mother townsend goes but it, she has like a little like locket of like um dooku's hair <clears throat> and she mentions that and she kind of casts a spell on him and then has this big pot and you know like uh like any witch right you know dumps it in and then a little mini dooku pops up it's like a voodoo thing right yeah yeah um, totally so that was a that was a pretty cool moment uh and yeah, then, of course, you know, starts to torture him and across the planet, wherever Dooku is, right? <clears throat> he feels it. He tells Grievous, like, look, you got to go stop them. Otherwise, I'm going to die. And he grows like these massive pimples on his face. Yeah. It looks like he starts to deteriorate. And this is like across the galaxy, too. Like, he's on his home world yeah. of Sereno. And all this action is going down on Dathomir. And he's just like, <laughs> like dying of boils and uh and and you know like excruciating pain and he just contacts general he's like general uh, you're gonna kill talison he's gonna kill me (laughs) (laughs) i've I've never seen dooku in that state of desperation other than when anakin was holding his sabers to his throat yeah i mean at that point you have no way to defend yourself right like no, that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very I mean, rarely. Yeah, you could use the, you could use the force with your head, but I mean, that takes a lot more out of you, right? It's very rare but, that we see Dooku in this kind of form of uh, desperation and weakness. Exactly. Like, um, and you know, he looked helpless because, yeah. like, and and he knew who it was, right? Yeah, he totally. knew He knew it was. Uh, he's a wise Mother guy. Townsend. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's 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 not dumb by any means, and he knows it was exactly her, um, and. You know, he you can tell like he's he's desperate. He's 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 like he's literally being eaten from within. Like yeah. he's whatever black magic is she's doing with his with uh his little voodoo doll of him, uh it's really chipping away at him. Yeah. Um uh, and you know, so there's there's a <clears throat> Mother Townsend goes to this uh it's we'll just call her a grandmother. Uh, she's like the oldest one of the witches, uh, and she kind of brings she casts a spell to bring back uh, all the all the dead witches, right? Yeah, 
to go into battle with uh, all the droids that Grievous sent. Because uh, as Grievous lands on Daphomir, sends out a whole army to kill everyone, right? Oh, yeah. And actually, to add on to that, um, this episode was a huge standout for Grievous in terms of his competency to actually do something good. Because, uh, well, not good as in like mor- morality, but, but, but like... Um, uh, morally, sorry, uh, it, more or less like a, a Grievous's competency to actually pull off a successful mission. Yeah, to finish a job rather uh, yeah, than just, rather than get, just fly free, away. Yeah, rather than just run away, right? Like, yeah, yeah, because we always see Grievous just either getting captured, running away, losing his droids, and like beating it, right? Like, like he's uh-huh. always just this rat that runs. And and this yeah. one was like, okay, I can see now what what like all the talk is about him being this proud Khalees warrior or whatever. And, and it's like, yeah, this is, this is grievous in his like prime right here. Yeah. But it's interesting because I mean, he, he can get the job done. He's fully capable, but he doesn't do it unless he has enough backup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it know? seemed that way. I mean, he still wasn't able to best ventures in a saber duel. He still needed nope. to, to flip on her with those droids and have you know yeah. have them have his back, but uh, it it was still a successful massacre in terms of like his uh, hand in that whole operation. Yeah, like he's he can definitely you know when it push comes to shove. I mean, he can definitely pull his own weight, but in yeah. terms of successfully doing uh, the mission, like there's not a whole lot of times where we see him. You know, just you know from from step one to the last step he and he you know he stops he he stops whoever's in his way kind of thing yeah. but this one he he gets really close so you know he goes uh you know du- dooku's being tortured he uh, he eventually makes his way like keep in mind dooku's like you know clenched up he can't barely move right and he just barely gets together the strength to get over to um uh contact uh grievous and tells him uh look you gotta find um mother towns and you got to destroy her or stop what she's doing. Otherwise she's going to kill me. Um, and, uh, he does exactly that. Uh, he, Dooku tells him, follow the green mist. It's, it's a, it's a spell. And then Grievous does exactly that goes into this, uh, into this like little lair that only mother towns and the other witches can access because to anyone else, it would look like just a, a mountain or something, but then, uh, a spell kind of opens a portal and then they can go inside. Right. And the army that the grandmother witch, let's call her, um, you know, kind of casts uh, is being controlled by her uh, in terms of, you know, the witch's manpower versus the droid army that Grievous brought. So Grievous kills the grandmother and then goes after Mother Townsend but fails because she kind of like teleports away. Um it seems like everybody always has that. Like everybody, everybody teleports away or just like... Magic gone. See ya. What? It's like everybody Asage. No, Asage, Dooku, Grievous, what? everyone. Everyone. Everyone just goes away. Like, they don't have that power. <laughs> can you like, can, can you imagine if Samuel Jackson has that power? See a sucker boom, like <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um you know, like he, he kills he kills his grandmother mother witch and then you know that all the all the undead that were brought back to life temporarily yeah. they all die and then you know uh so grievous you know 
in that sense, like he killed anyone in his way. Of course, Asajj, you know, gets away once again. Yeah, and, and she's kind you know, of she gets betrayed. She's she gets betrayed by everyone. Oh like, yeah, oh totally. It's a part of her constant uh, tragedy of a life. Uh-huh. Yeah, because because her, I mean, like even just going back to all the things that we saw about her past when she was uh, taken in by the Night Sisters in the first place. Uh, you know, like she, she, we had those glimpses of, of, uh, what she's kind of been through and, uh, she was, you know, given away by the, the night sisters to, as a sacrificial thing to save their clan. And then she was raised by that, uh, scum guy, whatever. I don't know. I forget his name. Um, and, uh, he got killed by pirates or something. And then some Jedi founder and then, uh, or Tal, Tal Merrick or, something like Kai, Kai Eric or something like that. Kai, then, Kai, Kai Merrick or Kai, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Kai Eric or something. Yeah, so, yeah. And, then, and then he gets <laughs> killed by pirates. And, uh, and then Dooku finds her and he abandons her. And uh, now she's uh, been taken in by her original clan. She's found her family. She's and just they been betray ba- her. She's just been baptized. And, and, uh, and her old life has followed her into into basically wiping out her entire family and uh yeah like the night sisters have had her back and now they're all gone like now they're completely wiped out but even then i mean like mother townsend even said to her like oh i mean she doesn't literally say this but practically says oh well sorry i mean you'll find your own path now like oh yeah it's yeah it it does seem like she's turning her back a a little bit on on ventress but um that's that's definitely it's one of those things it's almost one of those things like uh, uh well what's in that cave only what you take with you you know like it's almost like yeah. one of those kind of like unspecified sort of now i'm your ghost guardian sort of thing right it's almost like when luke is on on hoth and then he's like ben ben and then he just disappears and it's like like where are you going man like it's not like you got anything else to do just help the guy out <laughs> <laughs> so i'm about to be eaten alive here yeah it's like man but but no he disappears because he knows that han solo's on his way and um and mother talzin just as well knows through her wisdom in the force that there is another destiny out there for ventress despite all the terrible things that have happened to her and uh we see this kind of take place in the next episode where ventress does find something of a purpose and um, I don't know if you got if you if you got nothing left for this one, we can move on to that one. No, that's pretty much uh, it. Bounty right. Bounty is the next one on our list. Yeah. So what's the fortune cookie here? Um, who we are never changes, um, but who we think we are does. So, oh, um, so that kind of has a direct relation to exactly what we were saying about about Ventress and her her new life. Um. You know, because she, yeah, she doesn't change, but she does kind of like uh, have a bit of a, a a lifestyle shift, I guess, is what you could call it. Yeah, so I mean, uh, practically, she she comes back in this episode. Um, she's got an outfit change. You know, we're used to seeing her with those the kind of like zebra skirt thing she's got going on. Yeah, um, actually, that's a good example. Like the first example of how she's kind of accepted a new identity. 
You know, yeah. she's not bearing the the garb that she was wearing with the Night Sister. She's not bearing the garb that she was wearing uh, with the Separatist Alliance as as a Separatist leader, right? Like that dress, that typical dress thing, and the the skin suit thing with the the bra cut out sort of piece. Like, you know, she's not wearing any of the things associated with her previous lives. Like she's moving on, she's accepting something different, and and this like the, the fact that she has a new suit is just like a visual representation that she's taking on a new identity, a new lifestyle. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, so, you know, she, at the beginning of the episode, she she goes to a cantina, which looks a lot like Moss Eisley on uh Yeah, on no, Tatooine that's totally there. Tatooine. That's totally Tatooine. Yeah. She, part, she goes down to Moss Eisley on Tatooine, walks into the cantina that we've seen before. Uh, I, I was chatting about you with this in the, while we were watching it, that we have seen this cantina before. In fact, when we watched the... Uh, the episode arc when uh, the Pantoran, George Lucas's character cameo appearance in the live action films, his character in the Clone Wars, uh, the Pantoran chairman, his daughters are kidnapped by the by Greedo and uh, the the goat guy. <laughs> and uh and we do see them uh have a bit of a shoot shoot up in in this in this cantina so it's cool to see it in a in a in a prequel environment that's a little more thriving because i think it was an off day when we saw that cantina and now it's a bit more bustling right yeah um and you know we're, we're kind of reunited with uh a couple old characters i mean we see bosk we see boba fett he's got a kind of a cool new suit on um, yeah it's nothing near like you know what we're used to with uh, you know regular adult Boba Fett, you know, uh, green kind of Mandalorian style armor. It's it's totally different. Yeah, More he's like using his father's. Kind of it looks like he's using his father's uh, guns though, which is interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I did notice that. Um, but um, yeah, and so we, we see Den Dengar. Yeah, yeah. So um, you brought that up to me, and I was having a hard time trying to remember, but uh, he is. Essentially, if you guys remember the scene in episode five where Vader basically tells that clan about uh, Han Solo, um, he he's Dengar is kind of like in the in the background. His face is kind of all messed up if you zoom in on there. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it it was cool to see it was cool to see those sort of um, bounty hunters like in a, at a younger stage. Oh you know, man, Dengar. I love them all interacting because on the on the Star Destroyer in episode five, like you have. IG-88, Dengar, Bosk, mm -hmm. Boba Fett, Zuckus, and Forloom. Uh, so those like, I think it's those five. Is those those if, those five, right? Uh, I think so. Five or yeah, six. Yeah, I think those five, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then uh, five or six, yeah. And then, and then uh, you know, and, and in this, in the Clone Wars, of course, they're all around, right? But they're in a, their younger years. But we, now we have like three of those, of those six, We've got Boba, Bosk, Dengar. The only ones we haven't seen is IG-88, Forloom, and Zuckus. But, um, but, I mean, you know, we've seen a few IG-88s around. But, yeah, it's cool. Like, we're getting all this. All these original trilogy era characters are making all their prequel appearances. Because, you know, I, I consider the Clone Wars a, like a prequel, um, you know, part of the prequels, I guess, if you group it in. But... Uh, but yeah, oh man, I love them all interacting like that because you don't you don't think that they're all associated with one another. You all just think like, oh, these are all the top dogs, bounty hunters of that day, right? But uh, it turns out that they've all, of course, worked together and they're all in the same business. Like they would obviously know each other. 
and uh the relationships between them like when dengar he's like lounging outside and you know and then boss goes by and he, you know dengar is kind of a witty guy and then, and boss just walks by he's like shut up dengar you know yeah yeah <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah um it, it's you know asaja kills um kills one of uh one of the guys in their clan and it's later revealed that you know boba and bosk and all these other guys they have a, a clan going on even this early on in the clone war i mean boba's still a kid yeah. he's like what maybe 12 13 at this point oh maybe, at this point maybe, actually maybe. no uh, he's he, yeah he's like he's probably about 14 i would say some something like that yeah, yeah 14 yeah maybe 15 he's, yeah. De- he's definitely younger than ahsoka i think by by a year or two Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, very skilled. Every time we see Boba, like ever since when was his first appearance on the ship when they try to kill the Mace first? Windu? Yeah, the first appearance he had was when he tried to assassinate Mace Windu, going undercover as a clone cadet, and yeah. uh, that was the first arc. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, every time we get to see Boba fight, uh, you know, he, for a kid, like he can, he's pretty good. He's yeah. not. You know, he's not a beginner. Like, he's he's definitely killed He's an independent before. guy. And the fact that he's actually running this mission, he's the boss on this, on this like, you know, Bosk and... We also saw him pop up in the prison uh, when we were uh, uh, in the Kenobi undercover arc. And mm-hmm. um, actually, it's worth mentioning that all these guys are, are out there doing their thing again because that, that whole... They escaped. Yeah, they escaped when, the, when, when Cad Bane and, and everybody, you know, they, they set off the prison, the prison break, basically, right? So... Yeah, Hardeen. Um, yeah, yeah, Hardeen, the whole Hardeen thing. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, like that's that's definitely worth mentioning. But it's interesting mm-hmm. to see him, like you know, pop up here and there. And uh, yeah, he's an independent guy, like, and he's got a lot of respect because he's got the Fett name. And his his, his dad Django was like a top notch bounty hunter, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why they used him as the template clone. And mm-hmm. and like he he had a name for himself back when he was alive before Mace Windu killed him on Geonosis. Yeah. So yeah. Um, All these <laughs> other bounty hunters have a lot of respect for him, so that's why they're leading. They're they're following this kid behind behind on a mission. Yeah. <clears throat> so Asajj, you know, kills one of the guys in their clan, and they say, "Oh well, we can report you, or you can join us." And she says, "Sure, why not?" So that's kind of like her her entrance to, uh, I guess, her new lifestyle. Um, so she kind of, you know, hangs out with them and they go on this, uh, this train essentially, and they have to guard, uh, this box and they're told, don't open this box. Such no what. a good action sequence. Like this entire, oh, yeah. I love, first of all, like I love heists, like in general, like I love stories that involve a heist, but, mm. but even furthermore, I think everyone loves a good train heist. A good train yeah. heist makes a good heist. And a good train heist makes a good movie. <laughs> and totally. this made a great episode. <laughs> yeah, like this episode for me was, it was like a, it was kind of like watching an old Western yeah. with Star Wars thrown in yeah, there with exactly. ninjas. I mean, that's... that's we also, I mean, we had a train heist in uh, in Solo as well. And that feels yeah. very awesome. Like when you watch it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I can get into this. Yeah, so. yeah. Like, you know, that old school, like, you know, in this... It, you know, if you picture an old Western, you know, train heist, they're they're on the side of the train as it's, you know, trucking along and they're, yeah. they're on the horses. But this one, it's like these ninjas are on the side. They're on these like centipede kind of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, very yeah, it cool was, episode. It was basically really like it. the the Westerns versus the, you know, the uh, or the Cowboys versus the Indians, right? 
So it's yeah. kind of the same thing. It was like the 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 gunslingers, the the bounty hunters versus the uh, the the natives of the planet who are just. It turns out we were just trying to get their their uh, their their girl back. And yeah, um, yeah. I'm not entirely. Were, were they siblings? The 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 leader of the 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 yeah. rogue group, the the assassins. Yeah, it was the siblings, right? Yeah, siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't really go into much detail about their origins or all that stuff. It looked like they were just natives to the planet, but, um, yeah. but yeah, like, uh, it was, it was cool to see how that all worked out. And it was interesting to see, uh, Ventress's choice. If you wrote anything down about Ventress's choice, um, the fact that she actually does end up doing the morally correct, you know, yeah, I didn't write anything down on it, but to I guess elaborate on it, um, kind of off the off the top of my head, like, um, I, I, part of me was expecting that because you know, at the end of the last episode that we just watched before mm -hmm. this one bounty, um, <clears throat> in massacre, uh, you know, Mother Townsend tells Asajj, you know, uh, basically tells her that you know. Uh, your path is is different. You have a different destiny, or whatever, and you'll find your own way, sort of thing. Uh, and I I think it's it's safe to say that Asajj takes that to heart, and she's like, oh well, I'll I'll go do some bounty hunting. Oh okay, well, you know, there was a quote that the um, well, let's call her sister that the sister says to her and says, oh you don't know what it's like not having family, and then mm -hmm. she says, I wish I didn't. I actually do know. Yeah. And then that kind of you know that hit home for Asajj, right? And then yeah. at the end she ties up Boba and mm -hmm. then gives him off as the pride takes takes the credits anyways. Um and you know let's let's the let's the the bait go I think the free. most yeah and additionally to that the most surprising thing was because the last time she spoke to Boba she was basically threatening to take half the loot because all the other guys failed to stay on the train and exactly. and it's like oh well that's kind of kind of crappy ever because now she's just you know ditching her crew for 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 more loot right and it's not she's not going to look good about this but no she comes up and you know she she does have that little side gig, right? Because like she does give her, the the girl back to the them, and then they pair a little extra on the side, right? Just for for her help. But yeah. so she takes her cut out of the the main jobs, you know, price, and she yeah. does leave enough in there for everyone, including Boba. That was that was kind of the more almost more surprising for me when when I saw that. I was like, oh, I kind of thought that she would just take the money and run. A little bit. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Like I was I was surprised that like I had a feeling that she was gonna do the right thing in terms of kinda like letting the the sister go way away with her brother back to, you know, doing her own thing. But I wasn't expecting her to still take her cut and still share it, even with Boba, even though, you know, she literally tied up Boba and gave him off to the, the guy who was gonna marry the mm -hmm. little girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um you know, it'll be interesting what what happens. Uh, you know, next time they meet up, if if they even do, I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, so I mean, she's. I, I've kind of noticed with these past two episodes, because they they do like when they baptized her, like, you know, we're so used to Asajj. You know, she's she's pretty ruthless. Like, she's a very good skilled warrior, and then she you know she gets ever since she got baptized. Like in my eyes, she's very not. Uh, 
she's a little more, I guess, forgiving. I'm not sure if that's necessarily the right term, but she's she's not as ruthless. Like. I think she just kind of, she's opened her eyes to a little more other than just doing somebody's bidding, right? So, like, yeah. for the longest time, she's been, uh, you know, a, basically a, kind of a slave to somebody else's wishes. And and she for the first time in her life, she's able to make her own decisions. And I think she's realized that just like killing people isn't exactly, you know, like, you know, constantly just killing for the heck of it. It's, it's you know, she has her moments, especially like, you know, killing that dude in the cantina. But uh, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, she does have her moments, but but I think there's definitely this deeper underside to her that actually is good. Um, and I think she's just a very hurt person. Yeah, she could she could be misunderstood, but uh, it's kind of hard because she's written so many wrongs. So trying to write, yeah, you know, a good a good doing from now on is gonna be tough. Because look look at her history, right? It's funny that you mentioned that because this does actually have something to do with like where her life is headed, right? So mm-hmm. you know, you can tell she's kind of on an uphill push um and i don't want to give anything away but but definitely like later on in the show that will be addressed mm-hmm. yeah that, i'll be i'll be interested to see that um to see kind of where she ends up but yeah. uh, that's that's pretty much all i have for bounty yeah i guess the last thing that i want to mention about this one is that like when when the crew asks her about kind of what she's going to do because they, they're like uh, are you gonna do a, do another job with us and she's like no i, I gotta go and do my own thing right and then, you know, Bosk is like, oh, you're too good for us now. Is that it? And she's like, no, I got hope for a future. And she's got she's got this hope that um, she can actually do something useful with her life. And, you know, like, do just do something, something that she wants to do, something, some forge her own path, you know, a, a choice that she's never been given before. Because she's either been uh, an infant and then, you know, somebody's captive and then a Jedi trainee on a stranded you know, place with nowhere to go. And then uh, a servant of Dooku, which is no different than a slave. And then, uh, and then, you know, now only just, you know, after trying to exact revenge, failing, getting baptized into her original culture, and then having those people wiped out. She's really, in a way, like all her opportunity has always been snatched out of her life. And, And like, at this point in time, she's like, I finally can make my own choices and I can finally uh, send my life in the direction that I want to send it in. Right. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, up until this point, she's been kicked so many times and every time while she's down, like she can't, she yeah. can't get up and finally she has a, she has a chance to. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. It is. Um, yeah. But the next one on our list here is called brothers and the fortune cookie for this one is a fallen of a fallen enemy may rise again, but the reconciled one is truly vanquished. Um, <clears throat> so interesting quote because uh, you know I'll just I'll just kind of spill the beans. Uh, you know Darth Maul, beloved character of mine, he he comes back, um, and I, I don't know, like for me, like I've waited years because like I through watching like little clips uh like i saw darth maul on on youtube during the show and i was like nope don't want to see that and i just clicked away so i was like ah but now i know that he's back and it's like you know i want to watch it but i'm like no just wait till till we watch it 
kind of thing. And, you know, now that I watch it, it's kind of like, okay, pretty much like before I even get into my notes here, um, you know, they, they, they kind of, in my opinion, they kind of bring him back and, you know, he's obviously, he was cut in half by a Padawan, you know, emphasis on the Padawan, Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? And he's, he's distraught. Like he's, he's completely crazy. He's lost it. You know, he has so much built up anger and like, you know, built up emotion towards Obi-Wan Kenobi because he says, you know, he took my legs away from me and, you know, my, <laughs> my hatred. pretty far ahead here. <laughs> yeah, I know. But he's, he's like, oh, uh, my hatred is the only thing that kept my spirit alive, but my body couldn't handle it or whatever. And he has like these spider legs that, you know, a, a Savage Press comes back in this, right? And he finds... He spends a good portion of the episode trying to find him. Once he finally finds him, you know, Darth Maul is like this crazy guy, right? Kind of like in the corner of a mental hospital kind of kind mm. of deal. And he's on these spider legs. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, he's cut in half. Cool. But, you know, I, so far, like my expectation for how they were going to bring him back, uh, I mean... I don't know, like quite right, honestly. We'll, we'll, we'll get into this in just a second here. Should we should yeah. we get into the, so so this episode is called Brothers and it, it really puts the focus on Savage Press finding Darth Maul. And yeah. by the end of this episode, uh they uh you know it it's it's he's what is it is he fixed in the no, he's he's fixed in the next one. So yeah, by the end of this episode, like um uh Savage Press meets meets Maul. But um, throughout this episode, throughout this episode, we get flashes of other characters: um, Dooku, Ventress, uh, Anakin, and uh, Obi Wan and Yoda. Throughout the entire episode, it uh, it kind of interludes to these different moments where these characters, who have all interacted or seen or fought Maul in the past, um, are are sensing something out of place, and and the word sinister is actually thrown around quite a lot. Um, also, I really love the '50s diner that showed up in this episode. This was really cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, like Anakin senses something sinister as well because he's been in in contact with with him in on Tatooine when when uh, when Maul, you know, when Obi when Qui Gon was like Anakin, drop, and then and then there was like yeah, that whole yeah. yeah. So so yeah. like like young Anakin has been in contact with with this guy, and and so he does sense something that's going on, and he's the chosen one, and rightfully so. Um, he definitely feels that the force is like even more out of balance than ever before. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like this junker planet that we go to is pretty cool. And, uh, Savage Press meets, uh, this like snake, which is, you know, just a sly thing that just, you know, I I don't know. I don't really know why it was, it was a good kind of buffer character to kind of bring Savage to his brother Maul and, uh, you know, and a uh, bit of a pawn, but um, yeah, the main point of this episode was that he ends up meeting Maul and he's in this like completely mental disarray and he's been uh-huh. like Maul has been discarded and, and abandoned and isolated on this planet for over 10 years. So naturally, and, and not just that, but I mean, the guy is like, he's a Sith, right? So naturally the dark side at this point has just consumed him so much. Like he, he has no personal like recollection of like who he was or what he's striving for, anything like that. He's in pure survival mode, pure like mental disarray. And it's just like, he's not in a healthy place. So when, no. when, Ven- when Savage meets him, I think the question that I've always asked 
because this is not answered in any additional story material at all is who actually put the spider legs on him uh yeah we know at some point in the show he kind of reveals more about the uh, about how he survived but he does mention in this episode as well uh or the, sorry the next one that uh that it was his just basically his rage and his hatred that kept him alive uh, basically all his time so that he could just fight kenobi or at least until he got those legs on him so uh yeah what did you think of the spider legs I, again like uh, kind of uh, i don't know like we'll transition it, through the through the thing here so just one one thing at a time like how would you like the introduction to him the spider legs his I mean, mental okay. state yeah okay so his mental state i can kind of understand um you know like the whole how he survived thing is kind of like like really man but at the same time whatever but you know his mental state i totally understand that you know he's he's been he's been alone he's he's in a pit he's on a junker planet right uh which is like just picture a planet that's nothing but a scrapyard right with mm -hmm. a bunch of droids or whatever um and then he's he's in this pit his only contact uh you know is this snake thing uh who he shares his meals with um <laughs> which is weird but um but like he you know he he's got these spider legs and like i thought like as a form of transport like sure give him spider legs but at the same time like why not like i i honestly thought that they were he was gonna have like regular robotic legs like that he kind of fabricated himself or something yeah. like i thought like if if they had done that i'd be like oh okay that's cool you know that's that's some ingenuity on on darth maul's part but no let's give him freaking eight legs but whatever um <laughs> so i mean like um the hatred um consuming him totally understandable his horns uh you know compared to mm -hmm. what we'd see in phantom menace they're they're crazy long at this point um and, uh, you know, there's, he's looking quite disheveled and skinny and like, he's, yeah, he's frail. Just, his color is not all there. His nails yeah, not, are super yeah. long. His teeth are yeah. even worse. Like, like the guy is like falling apart. Yeah. He's, he's just a, he's just a, he's just a mess, right? He's, yeah. He's just a wreck. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, and, uh, that's actually what I really like about this variation of Maul is that like, he's in the state that you would expect him to be. The only thing that I don't expect is like how he got the legs on there. So, so because like if you think about it, like he fell down this massive pipe hole. And he should be dead. You would think so, yeah. Now I like to think that perhaps that that thing led to, uh, like basically a a garbage disposal system, right? And and somehow ended up on this junk world because this junk world is a junk world for all planets. Like any trash from anywhere basically just gets dumped at the dump, which is uh -huh. this entire planet. It's just a planet of garbage. Like that's entirely what it's for. Yeah. So um, there's a bunch of planets in the Raxus system are all, are all just junk planets. Um, if you ever played the video game force unleashed, you'll know that there's a, there's a junk planet that shows up in there as well. Uh, it's pretty common, but, uh, but yeah, like I, like this kind of place is actually the kind of place I would expect him to be hiding if, if that's what, you know, 
came about him because he's got no way to leave. Like if the guy's got no legs, he's got nowhere to walk. Somehow he got swept up out with the trash. Very appropriate. <laughs> um, you know, exactly how Sidious treats him. Like oh, the guy's guys, no use to me anymore. He's just out with the trash. And, uh, and here he is with all the other trash on this planet. And yet somehow he gets these legs on him. So I wonder like, uh, at, okay, I'm going to kind of like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to spoil this. Okay. We, we, he kind of reveals slightly more about this entire survival process later, later on, later on, later on in the show. But so, so like, it kind of like has me justify a little better. But at, at but still, there's not a whole lot of like exacts on on like what and how he how he like gets those legs on him in the first place. So I would assume that it's probably something that was in the trash that he was able to utilize um, with his body. And and I think like whenever whenever I think of like when he was cut, I always thought he was cut in the waist. I didn't, I didn't, or sorry, like in the stomach. I, I didn't think he was actually cut where the, the hips were, you know? Um, I always thought it was more of that. But. Yeah, but you see it, you see it in that scene, right? You know, uh, oh, what happens? Oh, yeah, Obi-Wan's kind of hanging. He sees Qui-Gon's saber, you know, he kind of starts to force pull it away. Oh, Maul's taunting him, right? He's going like this. Yeah, like, well, when he flips he over and chops him up and he falls down the hole, like his... You, you see, see his he's legs. cut above. Like his pelvic area, he's cut above that. Yeah, place, yeah, so. exactly, yeah. So, you, like, yeah. he's cut in the wrong place to actually have survived. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it just it just looks that way because he was wearing, like, a high-waisted belt or something, which, you know, he had that, like, mid-waist garb on him, which which kind of makes sense. So... I, I'm gonna need to rewatch it again, but I, I've I've gone back and rewatched it a few times after watching this moment, and and I'm always like, okay, I can kind of I can kind of buy. I also can kind of just assume that you know they definitely just wanted to bring Maul back because he's Darth Maul, right? Um, honestly, which is fine. At the which end of the fine. day, I'm happier having him back than leaving him dead. Unlike Palpatine, where I'm just convinced that they should have just left him left him dead. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and that's the thing. Like Palpatine, he's had his run. He, he was in six movies for God's sake. Like he's he's yeah. fine. Like he, you know. But Maul, we just got a little taste of him. And it's like oh, okay, he's gone. So, but now I'll be honest. Like so far, how they've brought him back, cool. But I don't necessarily like how they're going about it. But if they turn it around, I hope they do. Uh, I'm I'm open. So like I'm not giving up hope yet. So you're, but you're, as a first impression, I'm not. You're not so, totally on board yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, not totally feeling that it, to was, be honest. That's pretty much the end of this episode. And 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 the Jedi are basically made aware that Maul's, uh, Maul's alive. So the last episode yeah. in the in the arc was called Revenge, uh, which is the season four finale. And yeah. it starts off with uh, Savage bringing Maul to Dathomir. And he's like, well, what happened here? Like, you know, the whole place is just wrecked. And Talzin shows up and says, explains the situation. And then they basically just get to business. They basically get to business of, of the, the task of almost like a, it was almost like an exorcism of, of like dark uh, thoughts and everything. Like Talzin was going through his head and ripping out all that that black like smoky stuff, which was basically just infecting his brain. Which I, I I like to think that it was just like, you know, almost like everything that was making him crazy 
yeah was was like all this yeah and and like that's exactly what she was doing she was essentially like bringing him back you know and uh and then with that comes the physical changes as well she gives him new legs uh gets rid of the spider the spider junk and she she puts on these new almost like grievous ish looking legs with the battle droid parts from from the the massacre episode and uh you know and she she refreshes his body and he's all fully colorful and everything his horns go back to the way it was he gets this new a slightly new costume with this like neck collar thing and all that stuff so that was awesome and then she basically leaves the brothers to their stuff um and uh so now that you've kind of like seen because at this point in time now he's back right so now we get to see him in a different stage where he's actually a little more mentally there he's explaining a little more to savage of press and how he survived um he actually reveals a little bit about uh the clone war and how, how he knew that the clone wars was a thing because uh, he senses turmoil in the galaxy and Savage Press goes, ah, you know, uh, he goes, ah, they asked the Clone Wars. And uh, Maul kind of goes like, ah, yes, you know, they, so it began without me. Yeah. Uh, and, and so he knows his master's plan. Like he knows some stuff of his master's plan. Now the master never reveals all to the apprentice, right? So he knows a few uh-huh. things, but this is also why the Jedi want to get a hold of him. This is why they want to capture him and not just kill the guy. So um, he's an asset, basically. Like he's he's now become an asset because they know that he's got insight into this mysterious Dark Lord's plan that they still are looking for. You know, they're still looking for him by the time of Revenge of the Sith. So uh, they're like, hey, this guy knows some stuff. Like, and we got it. We got to get this guy before he gets away or dies because, you know, he's he's got some in on uh, on uh, on uh this dark lord of the sith they don't even know that count dooku is darth tyrannus they just know that he's this dark jedi person with a with a red lightsaber who might may or may not be a sith right like like they don't really know these things um and uh what did you think about darth maul and his like mental state and what he reveals to to savage in this particular episode so I did like that they kind of, <clears throat> after he kind of has this, uh, let's call it an exorcism, um, after he has this exorcism, he kind of goes back to, you know, same kind of tone of voice that we hear in episode one, mm-hmm. like very dark. but Soft-spoken, very, yeah. Soft-spoken, but very dark, soft-spoken, but, you know, to the point, malicious, very, like, yeah. malicious, you know, Sinister. very... Yeah, yeah, you know, sounds very evil, right? But, um, you know, he's explaining it. And I liked that they took away from the fact, because in the previous episode, you know, he's talking to himself and he's like, it's like, you know, he's he's crazy. He's having flashbacks and he's just, he, you know, he's he's insane, right? So Mother Townsend kind of brings him back up to speed, kind of, you know, gets away from, uh, like you said, I, I really think what they were taking away from him was kind of any thought, that led him to his psychosis and just kind of brought him back. And it's like, okay, chill out. Restored his memory as well. <laughs> Restored his memory as well. And kind of brings him back to his former self. I mean, yes, he's still cut in half and he still has all his rage built up because it's over 10 plus years ago. Right. But, um, you know, I think that, excuse me, excuse me. I think that, um, when he details like why he went crazy, um, he kind of 
he, you can tell that he, as he's saying it, he's like remembering. He's saying it was because of Obi Wan Kenobi, and then you know Savage uh, Press agrees and says, "Oh well, you have to get your revenge." And he's like, "I agree. That's uh, you know, I'd like nothing more." You know, um, and I I think that kind of brings says him- that we'll start with revenge because he's got greater plans in in his head. He's like, okay. We'll start with revenge on Kenobi, but I've got a lot more planned. I've got a lot more to do. Yeah, I I'm curious to see what that could potentially be. Um, so you know, as 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 we all know, you know, Yoda and Miss and Mace Windu, they kind of brief Obi Wan on what's going on, and then you know, Obi Wan actually meets up with them finally, and and he kind of has a little mini duel with Savage and. Um, and uh Darth Maul. And here's here's kind of where I, I kinda am pissed off with this last episode because we have we have a Padawan Obi-Wan Kenobi. He guts Darth Maul. Yes, he literally witnessed him kill his master. Fine. He had some he was pissed off for that. Totally fair. But he was a Padawan, right? And he tapped into his anger. Why wouldn't I at this point Obi-Wan He's a master. He's a Jedi master. He should be, this should be, uh, you know, a cakewalk. And, and here's the thing. Savage Opress, he's, he's crazy. He's, he's insane, super sweet character. Same with Darth Maul. But Darth Maul actually had skill. You know, he powerful, had skill, all that sort of stuff. Savage, he's just a, he's just a freaking maniac. He's just massive. He's all you know, he's steroided out to the max. Yeah. So, you know, that's my biggest problem with him so far because with the right training and, you know, the right Sith master to teach him, he could be something. But at this point, he's just a walking, you know. Well, Savage Opress uh, was able to also take uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan until uh, until all those droids showed up and started shooting him, right? And then yeah. and then they realized that that they weren't after them. They were, They were after that monster. This is what mm-hmm. Anakin said. So, yeah. like, it's reasonable enough to say that with the limited training he's had, he's he did have his limited training through Count Dooku. Now we don't know the time that's passed between when he became Dooku's apprentice and when he betrays him, right? Because that's all within the span of like ten minutes of a twenty-minute episode. Mm-hmm. But I like to think that maybe it was like a month or something like that. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, again, like you never know because he was testing it, and he did take out that Jedi Master and their apprentice on that that one planet where he just goes and wrecks it. You know, like he takes out all the droids, all the clones, both those Jedi. I think like Savage Press, he's got a lot more capability than I think you like that. You but might it's be all synthetic. For. That's yeah. I mean, uh, like strong is strong, powerful is powerful any day of the week. But the thing about with uh savage is it's all synthetic because remember he was yeah, he was like a, yeah. he was like a you know a, a decent warrior where you know he's got some spunk yeah. to him he's got he's got heart right and then they they you know perform a ritual on him and now he's buffed up crazy like you yeah. know no no neck having guy and just uh that's true yeah you know like now he's just he's all synthetic and now whereas- he also but the only authentic part about him though is that he he is able to use the force naturally and mm-hmm. he has been trained a little bit uh, again uh, but it's not it's not enough to the full potential what yeah. i would like to see in yeah. the future um you know i would like to see darth maul kind of take him under his wing because there mm-hmm. was a very interesting scene uh that kind of like made me kind of like whoa you know it kind of it, it what caught my attention is that <clears throat> 
shortly after Darth Maul gets his legs back and he's kind of briefing Savage Press on, you know, what happened with him and Obi-Wan and all this stuff. Um, you know, Savage says we can start with revenge and then hands him his old hilt. Yeah. I'm like, well, first off, where the well, hell the, did you the, get the, that? Tr- right? the, the working side of his cut in half lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I'm like, first off, where did you get that? Because the last time we see that, it kind of flies off to the side as he's cut in half, right? Never I think, to be uh, seen again. Yeah. Although he does, he carries it down with the pipe when he falls down there. Yeah. Although um, the question is, is like, he didn't have it when he was on that junk planet. So where did it go? Right. Exactly. And I think uh, it's, it's probably safe to assume that Talzin had a hand in that as well. Could be, could be, could, it's, very, it's, could yeah. very well be. They, they made him a new one or something that. Well, like you can one. see the red crystal sticking out the chopped up side. So it is the same lightsaber. It's just like, how did it get there? Magic. Exactly. Simple, <laughs> simple, simple word. Just magic. It was, it was the, it was yeah. the Sith witch magic that probably yeah. brought it on. And before he, before uh, Maul and Savage actually start having a good kind of talk, uh, you do, you do see it on on Savage Press's belt. So it does just at some point show up there, and I, and it's actually during the, the I, I, I think it's during the entire process of like Maul being, you know exercised or whatever whatever mm-hmm. the word is the term for that but and um yeah but like back back to like um what was so interesting about that particular scene is that you know he sees his old is blah, his old hilt right and then he moves his hand and, and like he's using the force right and then yeah he's it, struggling it, He's struggling, but it, but it comes back to him like very very naturally, like yeah. as if nothing happened. Like there was a little bit of a struggle at first, but then it was like boom, the light bulb just turned right back on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that very interesting. But um, you know what I would what I would like to see is how you know perhaps at this point we have a an aged Darth Darth Maul who's a lot angrier, you know, perhaps a lot more powerful, right? I love but, the line that he gave him too, like when he when he pulls up the lightsaber. Like you know, um I was apprenticed to the most powerful yeah. being in the galaxy once. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh I love I love that particular line that he has there because yeah. he's acknowledging the fact that he was once a Sith apprentice and now he's no longer a Sith apprentice. Yeah, and and again, you know, another character with so much potential. But back to what I really wanted to 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 say about this particular episode. So, you know, uh, Obi Wan is is briefed, um, you know, in this episode because Savage and Opress, um There was an interesting quote that Darth Maul tells uh, Savage Opress. They go to some random planet and they basically take a hostage and. Uh, Darth Maul says something to Savage Press along the lines of, to get the Jedi's attention, you have to, you know... <laughs> oh, yeah. In a galaxy of war, to get the Jedi's attention, it's uh, you have to sl- slaughter the innocents. Exactly. Yeah, so they um, basically just kill a bunch of people. Exactly. And, you know, by, by hologram, they kind of communicate that to Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Darth Maul says, you know, come come here alone. If you don't, this is what's going to happen. And he just decapitates all these people for no reason, right? Oh, yeah. Um, um, and, you know, Obi-Wan's like, okay, I got to go. And, you know, Obi-Wan, being Obi-Wan, he goes alone, and, you know, he, he very... I wouldn't say arrogantly, but, you know, confidently says, you know, I, I defeated him once. I know what he's all about. I can do it again. But he gets sass kicked. 
you know, like, yeah, it's two on yeah. one. It's not fair. I, I get it. But I mean, think about it. Like just, just me, like put the whole thing that, you know, Darth Maul, he's pissed off. He's got 10 years of, of anger built up, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got steroid monkey friggin' Savage press <laughs> versus him too. Right. So it's two on one. It's already unfair, but at the same time, he's a Jedi master at this point. Like he shouldn't need to tap into his anger. He can just use his skills and his experience that he's learned in what the past 12 years at this point yeah, yeah. to defeat him. Yeah. I mean, seriously, because one guy is pure hatred, pure anger, a lot of power. Right. But he's, he's, he, you know, he's slowed down. He's robotic. And then mm-hmm. you have the other juice head who's just <laughs> brute force, yeah. right? And it's just I, I that was my biggest problem with this because uh, yes, I I get it that you know he's tired and you know uh, Savage Opress and we have Maul and we have Obi Wan and then we have Asajj Ventress who goes to go after Savage Opress, but they all fight and you know that she hands Obi Wan a, a lightsaber, one of her lightsabers because Maul took. Uh, his right and he says oh she says uh, i want that pack and then he's like don't worry about that red's not my color uh so i found that pretty funny mm-hmm. but um i mean they have a duel and and you know same thing i mean it's just i think it was kind of a dis- disservice to obi-wan kenobi I, mm-hmm. I get it he was tired out but like every time i see him like he's so he just lets himself get cast out i mean the yeah the, for me, the prime time Obi Wan Kenobi is 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 exactly that of what we see in that scene, that glorious scene of Episode One, Phantom Menace, when you know he sees his master die, the ray shields go down, and then they go at it, right? Yeah. And you know, he just that is the Obi Wan I want to see at this point because if he even remotely taps into that side of him, he's a Jedi Master. He's got twelve more years experience on him. He should have been able to just tank these guys right yeah yeah but uh you know i think i think he'll 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 kind of redeem himself uh as you know later on this but i i, I don't know at this point but so I this is more him. about uh your disappointment in, in like how they've handled kenobi rather than maul no 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 okay so uh, again I'll, I'll okay with maul I'm glad they brought him back. How they've brought him back and how they're justifying it so far, I'm not really feeling it. If I hope they turn it around and the the why is explained a little bit better because at, at this point it's like oh, I was cut in half. My my hatred kept me alive. We kept my spirit going to kill Obi Wan in the hopes that I'd kill Obi Wan one day. Yeah, it's like uh, really, dude. Like. Uh. You know, not good enough if you ask me. Um, you know, yeah. still cool. I'm, I'm glad he's back. I'm happy to see him back. I'm much happier to see him than you know, guy who's freaking thrown down a well and then 40 years later he's 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 back and he has a clone of himself. But anyways, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'm I'm happy to see him back, but I just want. I just want them the the why part to be justified a little bit better, <laughs> and then what I'd like to see yeah. is Obi Wan kind of just destroy him again that's what i would like but i would also like maul to give him a fight because as we can see even even in the scenes that were kind of just one-on-one obi-wan versus maul he was still maul was pissed he was giving it to him right yeah so it's so also I do like, see a good fight between them it's also like a, a thing to think about um in terms of the direction of the clone wars and where it's going so like they've just brought back one of the biggest Star Wars characters in the prequel trilogy. And it's yeah. like, okay, where are they going with this, right? 
So like, it's one thing to kind of say, okay, yeah, like we got this cool character back. That's awesome. That's awesome fan service. But like, there's like George Lucas, obviously like, you know, he talked to Dave Filoni about this before they did it. And I think like the biggest thing for me is that George just wanted him back. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I don't really like he just left it to Dave Filoni to figure out like he didn't really give him. And Dave actually, he's talked about this in the past before openly with with other other interviews and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, like Dave Filoni was the guy who figured out just like how to bring it back. George was the guy who just said, we're going to bring it back. So the purpose of all this um there's there's definitely uh kind of like a, a greater uh arc obviously because we're only just at the beginning of his story but uh I, it's it's safe to assume that like he has greater purpose when the story kind of reaches reaches its end and um obviously we don't see him in revenge of the sith there's a reason why and um you know, I don't know how which clips or what you've seen online, but but like, you know, it, it is it is apparent that um, you know Maul has uh, is obvious that he's got you know certain aspirations to to uh, to aside from like revenge, he's got other stuff planned, right? Um, because this is a guy who was cast out of being a Sith apprentice after he failed the fight. And, uh, you know, Palpatine didn't exactly come looking after him, right? Uh, so not only does he want to exact revenge on Kenobi, but it's safe to assume that he probably wants to take out Sidious as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a battle he'll, he would, he would you know, lose horribly. But And now I, he's I got I, an apprentice. Yeah, he does have an apprentice. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, like I said, like, They've brought him back, cool. How they're going about it so far is kind of like, eh, he could do a little bit better than that. But it has potential, right? Because he has an apprentice now. You know, he's 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 back. He wants to go after Kenobi. They're going to fight again. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know when, but it's you know it's going to happen. Um, and, I, you know, I want to see, I want to see them kind of like tighten up that story and make it like, ah, because, mm -hmm. you know, I've seen, I've seen, solo i watched solo with you uh a, a while ago but yeah you know and 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 obviously maul is in that movie and i see that and i'm like oh I, like you remember my reaction i was like no way right yeah yeah right and so i like i was pumped to see that so obviously just from that i can assume that you know he survives it. however whatever happens uh, i'll be open to see it but i would like to see a fight i just want to see a good clean fight and a long one between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, because at this point, Maul is really pissed off and very powerful and can tap into his anger, no problem, right? But we have a much more skilled Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I would love to see where that goes. So, you know, that is what I'm looking forward to most and just justifying his return and why um, Maul is, you know... Uh, all that stuff but that that's those are kind of the two big concerns with me right now otherwise like i i am enjoying it but i do i do want i don't know i just really want anakin or i think probably the most suitable character in my eyes to kind of just destroy savage Press would be anakin in my in my eyes um but at the same time it is it would be more rightfully deserved uh, to 
uh, Ventress, if you ask me. Because, I mean, they have such a history, and she was already going after him, right? So I think if anyone's going to do it, it's probably going to be Ventress. But, again, I don't know. That's what I would like to see. But, um, yeah. Well, it won't take us long to get through Season 5 because every single episode – Actually, I'll take that back. Um, there is <laughs> out of the season five is a little shorter. Season five is, I believe, is twenty episodes long, and uh, there's only one arc in there. I think it's two, maybe three episodes long. That it's a bit slower, not as slow as like the the droid arc that we got in season four, but it's another droid arc, and it's surprisingly enough, it's actually George Lucas's favorite arc in the entire Clone Wars, right? So, so that's why I'm a little confused at this as well, but, but it, it's a little slower, but they did do something really cool in the arc, which I really appreciated. And uh, I think it's towards more of the beginning of the season, but, um, but season five is, uh, is awesome. It's one of the best seasons that they ever did. Uh, obviously it's apparent that like here on out, like every single episode's almost like a, you know, basically a nail on the head as far as like entertainment value goes. And, uh, you know, so, so we got 20 episodes less of season five season six, uh, is actually half a season because sadly, uh, Disney bought up the company and canceled the Clone Wars. So after season six, there's going to be a bit of a fork in the road for you because, uh, the show has some things, some various things and that they continued the show on through, um, and uh, which is a, a comic book, a novel, and some unfinished like proxy animation episodes that you can watch like how the story would have gone. Uh, and then we have the final season, which is season seven. So after season five, we're going to blow through the rest of the show so quick. And uh, season five is actually like a big arc, a, a big, a big season in terms of like what actually happens in in the Clone Wars with uh, these characters uh, but not only these characters, but um, other characters that we've like seen in other arcs as well. So. Yeah, I what I'm what I'm looking forward to is, um, you know, I want to see things like Sifo-Dyas. I really want to get to that because I know it's it's apparently in the show somewhere. I don't know where. Yeah, I've mentioned um, as much to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do want to see that. I really want to see Maul. Um, I you know I want to like, uh, I want to I want to see. I want to see Yoda fight again. I don't know when he fights or if he even fights again, but uh, I would like to see that again. I mean, that's 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 a character that you know. If you just go off of you know the um, the movies, we see him fight twice, or I guess three times, excluding Kashyyyk. But that's meh. Yeah, that's cuts, not that's he, not a fight. Yeah, he, he cuts two guys' heads off easily. So I mean, that's not really. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just a. a yeah. yeah 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 so um yeah so um but yeah i i would love to i would love to have those answers uh mm-hmm. those those questions answered but that's that's what i'm looking forward to most yeah um well that's perfect and we're actually running pretty good on time here so um i'll just give like a quick uh quick heads up on the next arc that we're going to be going through and then uh maybe you can sign us off so uh next arc uh will be um uh episode uh, season five episode two uh 
season five, episode three, and uh, season five, episode four. So those are going to be the next three that we watch. We're skipping season five, episode one, because we're doing this chronologically, and that one actually takes place a little later on during the season. So it's one anomaly, but most of the rest of this season is actually in order. So, uh, so yeah, just for those of you who are following along with us at home, just keep that in mind. Uh, keep looking in those description boxes for the episodes. Uh, they are hyperlinked. You can hit those links and it'll take you to Disney Plus for, uh, to the episode itself that you can kind of watch before listening to this. So you can use our description box as like a template for being, you know, watching the episodes and then you can hit play and then listen to our little thing. But, uh, uh, but yeah, the next arc is uh, following up on where we left off with uh, Lux Bonteri and uh, the Friend in Need episode that we actually watched uh, in our in our last coverage of uh, Clone Wars Talk Parts. Um, so we follow up with him and uh, what's going on with that particular character. So um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to sign us off here? Yeah, um, you know, as usual, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to email us, tweet us, whatever. And, you know, we'd love to, you know, if you guys have some ideas for the show, that maybe you want to talk to us on the show one time, we can certainly arrange for something like that. So, you know, please don't be shy, you know, talk to us. We will love to talk to you guys back, right? And, um, you know, as always, may the force be with you. Wash your hands, for God's sake. Um, and keep listening to the escape pod. Thanks, man. Talk to you later. See you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Diego, for coming back. Always a pleasure. And thanks to you listeners out there. Uh, we know you're listening. So thanks for tuning in. And uh, it's always a pleasure to have you back as well. If you can do us any favors at all, it would be to share this podcast with a friend, with a fellow Star Wars fan, and uh, leave those five-star reviews. If you're on uh, a, a platform that supports leaving reviews at all, uh, it would really help us out if you just kind of even just leave a star rating uh, if, you, if you don't have the time to write anything, uh, write anything out. But... Uh, yeah, really cool episode arc, and it's also worth mentioning. If you play Jedi Fallen Order, those uh, when when the when the character of Cal Kestis goes to Dathomir, all the wreckage and havoc that you kind of see, and the remnants of of Dathomir and the Sith witches and everything like that, that all is derived from this particular Clone Wars arc that we've just seen. So if if you've played that game, it's a nice link uh, to the Clone Wars that they added into that game. Uh, based on this story arc here, so uh, that's that's a really cool Easter egg, and it's just a good way to present just how uh, unifying uh, story group uh, works and how eff effectively uh, some of their collaboration goes uh, between medias. Because this is all Star Wars canon, and what canon is 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 what canon does. It's uh, it's an interweaving story. That's that's a, one of the wonderful things about Star Wars. Whether you go from books to video games to novels to, to the films to whatever, it's one unifying story. So, anyhow, thanks for tuning in, guys. Hope you had a great Star Wars day. And may the Force be with you. See you next time, right here on the Escape Pod.